Hey, 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 holy macadamia nut. This is Professor Nez. How are you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful day staying away from bad boogie. This is Professor Nez, yours truly, your number one go-to one-stop shop for everything in the digital media business and 21st century communications ecosphere. I just, sorry, I really wanted to use the word ecosphere. I don't even know why it just came up. Um, so glad that you put us in your ears, stuck us in your ears, you plugged us in your ears. Uh, what a great pleasure, and we really, really appreciate it. Um, you're going to get a lot out of this show. I hope you understand that. You're going to get a lot out of this show. In today's episode, we have got an unbelievable conversation. I've been hearing you. I've been hearing you, Nez Nation. Um, you're going to get, I mean, I love talking to this individual, and I'm going to introduce our guest in just a moment, but you're going to learn everything you need to learn about branding, content creation, and how to grow your authority online with a very solid presence. But before we do, I want to just mention this, um, professornez.com. You need to go to professornez.com. The show is sponsored by professornez.com. We do everything from executive career coaching, consulting, content marketing, brand coaching, digital brand profile strategy, life coaching, and we want you to come and check us out. We've got tons of free content on there. Uh, and if you need somebody who can help you discover your purpose, communicate your message and impact your audience, well, you know, you, you know where you got to go. I mean, for the love of God, you know exactly where you got to go. And we would love to see you. And just really quickly, I'm going to be starting a brand new exclusive VIP membership club where you will become a Nez Nation elite. It's not Netflix, y'all. I want you to join Nezflix. And uh, I'll be giving some more details about that in the coming weeks. But this is something that I've been working on. I want it to be just right. I want it to be just perfect. We're not going to accept everybody. So if you're interested in getting on the waiting list, if you're interested in joining this, it is a paid membership, but you're going to be getting stuff that Professor Nez usually never, ever gives away. And um, if you're interested in learning how to create your brand, if you're interested in learning how to utilize social media, how to utilize digital media to create thought leadership authority to where you can create your own wealth in this unbelievable era, this membership group is going to be the greatest group on the planet. Not the planet, the planet. So we would really, really love for you to, to join us there. Um, okay, so moving on. And I'll leave everything in the show notes, as well as my guest's information, whom I promise you, you will not want to, you will not want to miss out on this show here. Okay, so moving on. Today's episode. What episode is this? Holy macadamia nut. I think this is episode 15. Yes. Sarah Stahl from The Social Analyst. She is a master certified digital marketing strategist and trainer. Speaking of personal branding, she's going to talk to us today about how she can solve your problems for how to get this thing cooking, how to get the message out there. Same thing that Professor Nez pretty much does. How to, you know, reinvent yourself 
uh, and how to really revamp your marketing game, okay? You know, nobody knows who you are, nobody cares who you are until you can grab their attention. So this guest who is doing everything right on social media, and I just love her work, I love her presence, I love her energy, you're not going to want to miss this show. You're going to want to listen to this show multiple, multiple times, and I can't wait to get into it. Are you ready to learn how to brand yourself in the digital ecosystem? Okay, I didn't say ecosphere this time. I said ecosystem. This is the interview you got to listen to. So Sarah Stahl from The Social Analyst. Uh, I hope you guys really, really enjoy it. Check out all the information in the show notes. As always, come join us at ProfessorNaz.com. And let's get into it. Cue the music. And gentlemen, welcome to Nez Nation Live. We're just doing a little bit of some funky, uh, funky logistics here. Uh, this is probably why it helps to have a producer when you do these things. Um, welcome to Nez Nation Live. We are live on my Facebook podcast business page, uh, the podcast live stream show Nez Nation Live. So nice to see you. Uh, I know you can see my guest on the screen. You might recognize her. Um, this is Nez Nation Live. If you don't know who Professor Nez is, who I am, I am a LinkedIn consultant, executive career coach, digital brand keynote speaker, and I'm so excited to have as our guest today, Miss Sarah Stahl. She is the owner and founder of The Social Analyst, and today we're going to be talking about a lot of important aspects of what's happening in the digital ecosystem, how to create your digital brand, your online presence, and why that even matters. Miss Sarah Stahl, how are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be talking with you. I feel like we've gotten to know each other really well online. Yes. And it's yes. different having a one-on-one conversation than it is having a digital conversation. Yeah, I am I am so excited to have you and I I just love what you're doing in the space. I love how you're creating meaningful relationships and connections, which is something I really want to dive deep into. And I can't wait to talk to you. Why don't you do this? If you don't mind, I'm going to be sharing this out to my other pages and my Nez Nation group. Uh, please go ahead and tell our Nez Nation audience, those of us who don't maybe know who you are, get, tell us a little bit about you, your background, who you are and what you're doing, please. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm a very authentic person, so you're going to get a little different feel than most people give because life isn't all nice. Good. Building a business, it's all not all nice. And, and you know, five years ago when I would watch people on podcasts, I'd always think I want to be like them. They seem so happy and they've got everything all together, right? Well, that's not. Here I am, five years later on. Peter's podcast, and I don't feel any more together than I did when I got started. Um, a little, a little background. I am an entrepreneur to my core. I don't even remember much of my um, formal education other than the paper I wrote as a senior about the business I wanted to own one day. And when I graduated high school, I had very little direction of where I was going to go, what I was going to do. So I actually joined the army um, because I felt like hey, I can go travel the world for a little while and get paid and, and earn some money for school in case I want to go to school later. So I'll do that. Joined the army, met my husband within the first year while I was stationed in Germany, 
we had kids, we got married, had kids very young. I um, got married at 20, had our first child at 21. And so life just kind of happened to us, right? And so now we're raising kids and my kids are young and I'm completely bored at night. And <laughs> I started a, a, a business because our babies go to bed early. I'm sure you know that, but you've got young ones. Oh yeah, I've got, look, um, at my, look at my little, I've got my little ones right here. I know exactly what you're talking about. They don't, they don't, like, mine are a little bit younger. How old are yours, by the way? I have three, 13, 10, and five. Oh, right. I saw on Snapchat you were doing, okay, I totally remember now. Yeah, I have, so I have a, um, I have a, gosh, I have to think about it. <laughs> That's kind of sad. No, I have a six-year-old and I have a four-year-old and they, cool. there is never a dull That's moment funny. in this household. <laughs> no. Yeah. And all uh, the extra energy is there. But when they're really little, and that's that's what happened when my kids were really little, um, they go to bed at seven, and I'm like, I still have like good four or five hours left. I don't want to go to bed now, you know. And I I started a business. My husband, he's so great. He's like, you need to be busy doing something. So I started a wedding invitation business on Etsy. Gosh, uh, about ten years ago now. Wow. And. Um, well, I did that for about seven years, and I met a woman here. There, I don't know if you know much about Etsy or not. I, I my yeah. wife is on my actually my wife is on Etsy too, and, and I know I know it's a commerce. Yeah, I know she's it's a commerce platform, right? E-commerce. Yeah, and there used to be like a, their own social platform side of it, and it was called Alchemy. Or if you needed anything or were looking for anything, you would go there and like this forum and say, "Does anyone know where I can find X?" And a bride contacted me one day and asked for custom World of Warcraft wedding invitations. And I was like, what is that? But I am the kind of person where I'm like, I'll find out for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so I went on nice. the Alchemy section and I said, does anyone want to know what World of Warcraft is? I didn't even know what it was at the time. And does anyone know how to draw this? And there was a lady that answered, her name was Mary Lee. She was an incredible designer, and her and I became business partners, and we built a wedding invitation company together. And while we were business partners, we became really good friends, and we both realized our real love and passion is business development, branding, marketing. And so her and I transitioned to developing Avant Creative, which is another company. The, the company I work under, but the social analyst is my, my personal brand. That's um, awesome. So... No, that's I've totally awesome. Doing, yeah, I love I've been it. I've doing marketing for about six years. Good for you. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. great. And I, this is another, guys, if you're listening right now, hey, Buck, good to see you. I hope you're still here. Go ahead and leave in the comments. Let us know where you're coming from. Let us know if you have any questions for our awesome guest, Sarah Stahl. We're going to be diving deep into this conversation about what's going on right now, the current state of the union of social media how you can create your digital brand, creating your online presence. We're going to get right into it. That's, you know, I, don't you think, Sarah, and please share this out because if you know somebody who's on the fence, which is just absolutely absurd in this day and age, but it still happens. I'm actually working on a very, probably my longest blog I've ever written. Um, and, and I think, Sarah, you could probably relate to this. Uh, I'm working on a blog right now, probably my longest blog I've ever written. That it's it's really about you know the people who are still scoffing and dismissing 
this thing called social media because they still think it's for kids. They still think it's for Snapchat. Like Professor Nez, what are you doing on Snapchat? Professor Nez, you're on Instagram. I mean, they still you have a YouTube channel, huh? They still think that this. Do you ever face anything like that? By the way, Sarah, do you ever uh, get that kind yeah. of? I have a very feisty personality, and so I, can I tell. actually, <laughs> I actually like seeing the look on people's faces when I say that Snapchat is my favorite platform, and I I mean that. Snapchat That's interesting. Is my tell tell us about that. Why is why is Snapchat not Instagram your favorite platform? Because Instagram is way too spammy, and uh, I just I'm not interested in buy my app you know, join my million dollar coaching for $99. I'm just not, that's, that's not business to me. That's like affiliate marketing. You know? Absolutely. Um, business to me is this kind of thing, you know, where yeah. you thought I would have never found you if it wasn't for Snapchat. So I actually found you through David Holmer, who's a good friend of mine. Oh yeah, and, David, he's been on the show. He's awesome. Yeah, Talk about a huge mind. Found out about your show because David said he was going to be on it. And I'm like, well, David's on it. This guy's got to be cool, you know. And, <laughs> and boy, weren't you surprised to find that all your expectations were completely shattered when you watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> and I met David on Snapchat. And He's David awesome. and I, actually, he has given me so much advice over the years, like, valuable advice like at some point I'm like do I owe you for this like we've been on the phone and um I met him on Snapchat and so Snapchat has developed the key Chelsea Price I know Chelsea because of Snapchat I've developed a relationship actually it's funny you say that I met her too on Snap or at least I discovered her I'm really excited that she's going to be on the show but I if I'm understanding you I like the way you're kind of going here is and I've noticed this too on Instagram and Brad, I know Brad has, has experienced this. And a lot of you probably have, who are listening on the podcast or watching live right now. It, it can get pretty spammy sometimes, can it on Instagram? Um, it's still it's a plot. Yeah. And I, it's interesting that I, 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 I like the way you said that because I feel like I use Instagram probably more so to, kind of get that attention and we're going to talk about IGTV in just a second. Okay. I, I go to Instagram. Snapchat is more of a conversation. I completely agree with you there where it seems like Instagram, I try my hardest to keep it a conversation. Instagram has really tried to create a place for creators to get discoverability and shareability. Whereas Snapchat to me still doesn't have that kind of, frictionless, if you will, ease of discoverability and shareability. Um, I mean, I that's like what they're, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, was, that's, I think that's why it's so cool because Interesting. there is a challenge and I hope we're going to get into this conversation a little bit if I could just jump in a no, little no, bit. No, 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 please, please. So, Social, there's so many places to be on social media. You know, businesses feel like they have to be everywhere. Yes. Um, and so I like that Snapchat forces you to be present there. Because if you're not, your discoverability sucks. Yep. If you have a good, authentic presence, people share you. 
you know, it's, it's a true sharing platform. People will share you and tag you and, and that kind of thing. And to me, the, the, um, the discoverability is more unique and authentic. Um, and that's how I kind of found this group of people. Do you know anything about um, Bill? Oh, what is it? Gosh, it's, oh, I'm going to kill me. I forgot his last name. He's Flannery. Flannery. Yeah, I know Bill. Absolutely. I know Bill. And Bill's going to be on the show too. Um, absolutely. And he does. Yeah, I agree. He's got such an amazing personality. I think he is. I think he was born to do this. I truly do. He's got great camera presence. He is disrupting his company. I, I'm just watching Bill to see what happens with Bosher Hep Germany because of Bill. Like, um, and that was another project because of discoverability on Snapchat. He did the um, uh, the plate the plate challenge, the bowl challenge, and he sent a group of, of us all bowls. And I think yeah. there was like twelve of us, and we all told a story about a Bosher Hep bowl, and we all had like these different you know creative things that we came up with. But the bowl was the the star of of the show, and everyone from like Blake, you know. Um, What's his last name? Uh, Biswell, Biswell, I think. And uh, there's just like so many people that from all over the world and different backgrounds all came together to do this plate story. And to me, I don't see anything like that happening on any other social platform. And that's one of the reasons why I love Snapchat so much because it really uses the technology the way it's meant to be to bring people together and not just another place to sell our stuff. I love the yeah. way you said that. And I want to get into the comments real quickly. Brad says, great, great stuff, Sarah, by the way. Brad says, Instagram automation has resulted in a ton of spam. People commenting yeah. on a photo in a post when it's text only pisses me off. Dominic says, live streaming has changed over the years. And the only person that has made it better is Professor Nez. Holy mackerel, Dom, can I pay you for that? Com- did, I, did I pay you for that comment and not know it? Dom, you are how much? How much is my wife paying you, Dom? That was beautiful. Wow, I never, I, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you, Dom. You know, I, I want to kind of back up for just a second, uh, uh, if I can, Sarah, because I love, I love where you're headed here. It's about real relationships, real connections. You know, we hear this all the time. Put the social back in social media. Why do you think? Because you're an expert in this, and you you do this so so well. Let's define what is a brand to you? Why is, what is a digital brand? What is an online presence? What would you say, Sarah, if somebody asked you, why do I need to even create one? Well, you can't have a company without a brand, first of all. <laughs> That's the foundation. That's the linchpin between customers and your product or service. Yep. They don't understand who you are, what you're doing, what you're selling without that brand, which is, your brand is your promise to your customer, you know? So what is it you're bringing to the table and promising to your customer? Well, the communication, the tools that you use, let's say social media is a tool that you use, a medium that you use to do that. And you're, you're bridging that gap between what you're trying to sell and the promise that you were making to your customers and you do that through communication. And so I feel like, you know, um, talking about building a brand, you know, how important it is. It's just, 
Um, I feel like I totally lost my train of thought because there were two things. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're totally no. You're totally fine. I think what you said. I mean, I, 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 this is what I t- maybe you could maybe let me let me kind of tell you what I think, and then maybe you. Okay. Can, I would love I would love to hear your caveat, or I'd love to hear you disagree or agree. I love that you're feisty. I love that you have great personality. I think that's one of the cornerstones. I think that if you don't understand communications, if you don't mm-hmm. understand how important communication is for every facet of your life, I feel like you're lost. I truly do. I feel mm-hmm. like you're missing out on one of the most important essential elements to being not only a professional, a brand, a business, but a human being. And mm-hmm. to me, social media, um, the internet, let's just say the internet, is 21st century communication, especially video. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be live video. I think video is the predominant form of communication in the 21st century. So mm-hmm. you juxtapose those two together, you put those two together, and what do you have? You have an essential platform. You have a must for any business brand. I would say even beyond businesses and brands, I think even individuals. Because let's say, and I, I do executive career coaching for LinkedIn, I tell my clients, hey, Sethi, good to see you. I tell my clients all the time, like, nobody hires a piece of paper. Nobody hires a piece of paper. They hire a human being. I advise my clients, Sarah, I say, put the resume away, okay? Don't worry so much about your resume. Create a 30 to 60 second video communicating who you are, what's your purpose, and what differentiates you from everybody else. And I promise you that will have more impact than a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you the results that I've gotten from that, Sarah, with my mm-hmm. client and even myself. I just secured mm-hmm. a very lucrative speaking gig. Okay. I just secured a very lucrative speaking gig. And you know how they found yeah. me? They found me on YouTube. So yeah. I create I create content every day. You know that, Sarah, right? So yeah. I mean, and I'm not bragging here, guys. Anybody can, there's nothing special about Professor Nez. Any one of you can do this. Anyone I think something know. to point out is a lot of, this is what I see in, in, in my business is I see a lot of people equating content creation to selling something. Yes. And, and that's not the case. Say, that is not no. the case. Um, I agree with that. I mean, you can sell. I like selling. You can sell. But it doesn't, do not sell anything online except for on my website. If you would go to my website, you could hire me for a service to my website. But none of the content creation creation that I do sells a thing. You know, and so then you get into the conversation and well, what's the point? Well, let me tell you what the point is. The point is we're in an age now where people are so tired of being sold to that they won't even hear you if you're trying to sell them something. Beautifully said. So, Beautifully you said. You know, you have to, you have to build your reputation your reputation your trust so the reason why i and other content creators make content is so that when they're out there discovering something that they're looking for they do come across you and then maybe your personality fits and they're like i like this peter guy he's pretty cool he's always being authentic he shares the same day he's funny you know that that brings that that wall of trust Effort that takes away the wall between, between you and trust because that's what happens with sales promotion. And I'm doing a project in school right now about um, TV advertising. 
and whether TV advertising is quickly becoming a thing of the past or not. And I was reading an article from, I guess there was recently a big TV advertisers conference on Wall Street in New York. I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So there were some people interviewed there that were like big wig advertisers in, in that world. And they're like, one of the guys was quoted as saying, TV advertising, TV advertising is like um, pipes to your plumbing. You know, yeah, it's an old system and it's an old concept, but you're always going to need pipes for your plumbing. You know, you're never going to hire a drone <laughs> and carry water to your house and remove water and bring water to your house, right? And so that was his correlation between the need for TV advertising. <laughs> and I was like, he is there so disconnected with, with how people communicate back to communication. If he's thinking that TV advertising is like the bedrock of your home convenience, you know, because um, it's just getting harder and harder. I mean, we're in generation, my kids, they, when they're seeing the, a commercial, they're like, what is this? Like, they don't even want to be that. And they choose to do things and be entertained in ways that don't have a commercial. Yeah, Our generation is used to it. So we're just kind of like, oh, it's a commercial. I don't want to watch it. I'll get up and go get a little ice cream or something like that. And we just tune it out where we're just kind of passive about it, where our kids are annoyed by it. So how long do you think the pipes of advertising on TV are really going to last if our kids are annoyed by traditional advertising? Yeah, I mean, I think it's so interesting what you say, and I want to go to Seth's comments both ways. If personalities don't match, it's better to find out before the business agreement falls flat. <laughs> so that's a great way talking about branding yourself. Um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Sethy says some people live in the Stone Age, heads in the sand. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's kind of like the that, that you know, and maybe it's just a ridiculous struggle, but. You know, I still get people who are, you know, completely baffled. Like, what what in the world, why in the world would a middle-aged writing professor um, have a YouTube channel? Why would he be so adv- adamant and spend time and energy creating content for IGTV? Which, if you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, Instagram, I have a video on my YouTube channel, um, and I'd love to, for you guys to check it out. It's a complete live stream. Sarah, we missed you on that live stream. Um, all about how IGTV works. If you don't know what IGTV is, just really quickly, IGTV, so Instagram has basically created a brand new app within the app where you can upload longer form videos. You know, for the longest time in stories, you can only upload 15 seconds. Um, The maximum in the news feed, I think was 60 seconds. And mm-hmm. now yeah. IG and you can do like analytics, you can check, you can do a title, a thumbnail, very a la YouTube-ish. And um, boy, what a, I think it's an atomic bomb in the social media world to me. I think it is. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Sarah? Like as far as like, just really quickly on thoughts on IGTV, we can't not address it because it just happened. My gut thought is, you know, everyone's going to jump on it and, and try to sell stuff. You know, that's my gut thought. I don't want to see that. I want to see people using these tools as great ways to communicate and connect and to 
and to showcase what it is they're capable of. Yes. You know, um, and so I have seen a couple people do things really well, but the, the people that I've seen so far on IGTV, and I haven't seen yours yet come up, but the people well, hello. That What's wrong with you, Sheriff? Hello. I don't know. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, they're already giving their advice on how it's going to play out. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it's so hard to predict um, from, from what we've seen. Let's just take, let's just take a look at what we've seen from all the changes that have happened in social media in the last year. I see the same exact thing. Everyone rushed to it, check it out. Marketers dissected, they put a bunch of content up and then they, they run away to the next thing in the next couple of months. You know, and I, IGTV has great potential because I'm already starting to see people that I follow in a very different way than I did before. Um, where before it was just these like very controlled snippets of information that portrayed them a certain way. It's kind of bringing down the veil for me a little bit. And that's what I like about social platforms. That's why I like Snapchat so much because there is no veil on Snapchat. And so when you have this longer form video and people have to, you know, not perform in 10 seconds, but really kind of their personality starts to come out more. Um, So I'm hoping that that ends up being a positive thing as people's personalities come out more and their businesses are transformed because of it. But I'm really hoping that we don't see more hopping on and, and selling um, like we do in other platforms. I just find that so impossible to avoid. I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to discourage anybody. And I know you're not, uh, Sarah, discouraging anybody because you're totally right. Like um, I get way, probably 90% more spam on Instagram than I ever do on on Snapchat. And Snapchat's done something really um, powerful in making it all about that sort of experience between the individuals between the, um, you know, people who are having the conversation uh, between the users. It's more user centric in that sense. Um, I don't know what's going on with the discover page and how advertising, I know they've changed it around a little bit. Um, but, but here's, here's my thing. And I'd love your thoughts on this. You're not going to avoid the spammers. They're everywhere. Even on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of LinkedIn and I love LinkedIn, but I still get spammers on the most professional network I think that's out there. Um, you're just not going to avoid that. There's always going to be people who are going to use a platform in a very, you know, there's no other way of saying this, but in a very douchey kind of way. Um, True. Just- I, guess what I, I guess what I was trying to say is I want to see people be more thoughtful with their content creation. Yes. I agree. Feeling like I have to jump on and get stuff on there because I even felt that way a little bit like, oh, I need to get on and get stuff on there, but there's only so many hours in the day, you know? And so um, it's, to me, it's a really great opportunity to to stand out more by being more thoughtful with your content creation. On and just platform. to compliment what you just said, just to compliment what you just said, Sarah, Brad says, IGTV can be great for brands if done properly. And I, and I think yeah. that's it. How are you? I don't judge the platform as much as I judge the actual individual users. Um, but I do agree with you a hundred percent. I think that, and I see it all the time. I mean, I'll respond to these guys sometimes, Sarah, like they'll say, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll post like a, um, like I actually just recently did this. 
I posted a picture of what my wife made me for dinner last night on Instagram. I think I did it on Snapchat too. And I was so grateful. So I just posted a little fun picture of like the food that she created, this great salad, chicken salad with taquitos. And I posted it and I already immediately got somebody commenting and saying, um, you know, you, uh, you have a great concept of art or something like that. And I'm so impressed with your gallery. Um, you should keep doing more interesting, complex photos. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I responded. <laughs> wait, say that again. Maybe your wife just makes some really mean salad. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I ple- I completely agree. So, so it's 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 really interesting, you know, what you say, and I totally agree with it. I just think that if you, if you, if you, here's the problem. Here's yes, the problem go ahead. I, yes, go ahead. Study marketing more lately, and I've gone back to the history and kind of unraveled like how are we where we are right now? Um, and we're actually, if you look at statistically across from let's just say, um, look at it from the, the 80s to now, we're actually becoming worse as marketers holistically. And part of the problem is because. There are so many more tools than marketers 30 years ago had to use. You know, it's very limited. You know, it's old and it was like, okay, just do, 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 do. We're going to do these things and come up with one really good message and, and then deliver it. And that was all necessary. Now there's so many more things to use. We just keep on like throwing it in the batch. Um, and companies at large do not have an integrated marketing mix. No, there's just jump on what's next, try what's next, but it there's no there's no thought to it. There's no how does this relate to my business goals? Yes. Does it does it speak to my target audience? Is my target audience even there? Um, there's no there's no like longevity plan in place. It's just like oh, um, for example, there's IGTV now. We need. And then it comes down. We need to be on IGTV. Well, why? Right. <laughs> is that where your, your market is? is? Is that where you're going? Does that have anything to do with helping you achieve your business goals? Right. And that's what I do as a strategist is like put the stop on everything. People, my clients hate me half of the time, which is good. I think that they should. <laughs> I really, I really yeah. think that half yeah, of the time yeah, yeah. they should be because it's kind of like my personal trainer. I hate her half of the time too, right? Because yeah. she puts me in uncomfortable situations, change myself, but the benefit is always the best, you know? And so what I do is I go in and I, I look and say, okay, what are your goals? Okay, your goals are this, 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 great. Who is your target audience? Usually most people don't know who your target audience is. They just start spouting off demographics. It's not your tar- target audience. Exactly. And so then I... Here's we found your target audience, or define your target audience, and here are your goals. What communication mediums can we use to marry these two together? Beautiful. You know, and that's that's how businesses should be looking at social media. Instead, there's kind of like this fight or flight thing that happens every time. <laughs> I got to get on there. I got to get on there. <laughs> I have to get on there. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. like no. There's money being spent on that. Oh, yeah. Because social media is not free. You know, as much as you say it's free, it's not free. You got to pay someone to work it and manage it and create content and 
Um, so I, I always like to take that feedback like, yes, IGTV is wonderful, it's great, I love it, it's a wonderful new medium, but how is that going to get you to your business goals? Right. How can using that platform um, get you to where you're trying to go? Exactly. Exactly. No, I love it. And, and, and this is really, really important to think about, guys. The whole shiny object syndrome and wanting to be everywhere at once. Um, it, it, you know, I have kind of two thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I'm not adverse to hard work and I love it. And I'm going to go where, the, where my audience is. And my audience is on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. I, this is my philosophy. I think if I have the opportunity to be on CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, I'm not going to avoid that. But what, what I think Sarah is talking about, and I'm not trying to speak for her, is focus first. Focus where your strategy will get the most results. Because she's talking about it from a business standpoint, which is huge. Yeah. It's huge. From a personal branding standpoint, I personally think, Sarah, that you need to be everywhere. I think you do. I really do. I think you need to be on all the platforms. You need to have a presence at least, and you need to respect the platforms. You need to put in the work. Now, I don't think that you can, I don't believe that you should, you know, um, just try to be everywhere for the sake of everywhere. I think you need to have a strategy in the sense that, so for example, here's a perfect example. So everybody's talking about IGTV being vertical video and how vertical video is just not the same as YouTube. It's like, how can you record in vertical video? What is vertical video? Why vertical video? It's so limiting, Six, nine by 16. It's not a great format. It doesn't help video creators create the ultimate experience for their users. But what you're not thinking about everybody, okay, is that how does the platform operate? Yes, the users mm-hmm. on YouTube are used to horizontal video. They're used to watching videos on their television. But the people who go and scroll through Facebook, Instagram, the users on Instagram and Instagram stories, it's a mobile-centric audience. You have to respect the audience. Yeah, you have to respect the platform. I, 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 I'm laughing at this notion that vertical video is just a cute thing and it's not going to, IGTV is not going to survive. Are you joking me? Of course yeah. it is. That's how the platform operates. You know, people are lazy. They don't want to go horizontal. They want to keep everything frictionless. But I, I mean, I don't want to throw a wrench in your train, but unless we're not on our phones in 10 years, that's like it's being predicted. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I, I want to say something about that, too. That's a really good point, too. Some, you know, this is this is the mobile. This is the mobile universe. I mean, uh, when yeah. I look at all my analytics, and I know when you look at analytics for your clients as well, uh, um, Sarah, everything's coming like seventy-five to eighty percent of traffic, and and mm-hmm. you know, people who are viewing my content and website views, it's all coming from mobile. Now, is this yeah. going to be around? Who knows? Here's what I want to ask you, Sarah, and this is what I think is really, really important. Buck says, by the number of empty billboards I see across the country, I would have to say the pipes are collapsing. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly, Buck. I love you. That's exactly That right. would have been a great response to that guy. Yeah, and I like that. That's awesome. And so, so here's what I want to ask you. So if, we're, if, if, if you have a strategy in place, which is really important, I believe, especially a content strategy, especially a digital branding strategy, and things change or things, the platforms change, which they always do, 
Um, what does that mean for you and your strategy? Or what does that mean for you and your implementation? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to give you a really real world example. Um, Facebook obviously has gone through a lot of changes in the last year, but at least most recently a big upset um, to some people. I'm kind of happy about the change, but they have, they have changed their infrastructure so much that I can't even use my tools that I typically use for my clients the way I had them in the past, you know, so it, it causes me to have to rethink the way I do business Mm -hmm. and the way I get work done for clients, because, you know, we use these, we use third party tools to make everyone's life easier because that's what technology is supposed to do. And so when a change comes in that makes life more difficult, I actually think that, yeah, it's frustrating in the moment and the time that you're dealing with it, but I actually think that that's how technology gets better. So now someone's going to discover the need and someone's going to say, I have a solution for that. Yeah. And then technology will get better. And so that's kind of what has happened. This is something I'm, I'm going to go off topic for just one little second. Please, please. But it all relates back. This is something that amazes and perplexes me. Regardless of how old you think the Earth is, I don't even know how old it is, but let's say it's, you know, 10,000 years old, right? Um, We have had the biggest technology boom in the last 200 years. And if, you know, if you say the Earth is 10,000 years old, that is a lot of pain to go through and changes. you know, for a short amount of time. Because if you think about it, people have been used to living life a certain way for thousands and thousands of years. And now here we are dealing with changes constantly. And depending on what your profession is, like we're marketers, so we're talking about the change that happens in the marketing world. But we're getting the chance to actually see the change. Um, And now we're going to get into psychology a little bit, you know, because what does that do to us? Yeah. Going through that change, dealing and not with only the last, not only the last two hundred years, but the last like twenty years. Look at how much, how much has changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in my mind. I was like, since electricity has been around, because that kind of perpetuated a lot of things. But yeah, oh, I mean, huge. we're changing more in our lifetimes than any of our um, historical counterparts ever yeah. went through. You yeah. know, and so. I think it causes a lot of stress on one side of things and um, people don't, we don't have the tools to really deal with it. You talked about this on your, your live, like we're seeing people just like check out because we don't have the tools to deal with the difficulty of change. Um, and so it's, it just, to me, it's really messy. It comes in all different forms and I, I don't know, you know, if anyone really has a good answer for that. No, I I would say I would say that this is what's really really important, and I, I feel like this is ubiquitous, and I think this is universal. If you put all your eggs in one basket, okay, yeah. If you are married to your way of thinking, if you are rigid mm-hmm. in your thinking, and you're glued to a specific strategy because it's a strategy, I think you're in a world of hurt. I really do. Mm-hmm. Sethi says, the limits are what will make the platform. I loved 
you're editing on one of my videos. I loved editing one of my videos to fit the platform. It was wonderfully creative experience. Edit and cuts, vertical, shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Those who do not learn want to adapt. Oh, those who do not learn. I don't know what that says right there, Sethi. Clarify that. Sorry about that. But I think what you're saying is if you don't, this is what I was going to say. Don't get married to a certain way of thinking. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a perfect answer to what Sarah is asking because Sarah is asking some very deep critical thinking questions. And I love how you took the historical. I mean, being, being a writing professor, I love history. And you're absolutely right. Technology is just exponentially just advancing and changing every single day. Sadly, education is not. Um, but that's a whole other podcast. But yeah. I, think, I think you need to be malleable in your thinking. You need to be mm-hmm. adaptive. You need to be open to change, even though it feels uncomfortable, even though it feels like adversity. If you're not open to it, then I think you're going to be in a world of hurt. So if, you're thinking, if your thinking is IGTV, oh, whatever, I'm not even going to look. I have my strategy only on Twitter or only on LinkedIn or only on Facebook. Yeah. If you're thinking that IGTV is not something that you need to entertain or at least look into, I don't. I, I think you're missing out huge. I think you're missing out. I would say that the reason why Instagram is so important is because it it just passed the one billion monthly active users list, and it's number two, number one amongst Gen Z, the future consumers as a business, as a company. You need to be thinking about that. This is why I say, I love what Sarah said. You don't have to just glom on to every new thing, but understand where the audience is, understand where your audience lives, and also think about the future consumers of your brand and business, right? You know, a lot of the things that I do have a lot to do with creating and and effectively communicating your message to an audience that, that you can impact. Well, you know, Instagram is a great place for me to create content because my audience is struggling with that. My audience enjoys my content. They like getting that kind of tutelage and information on how I can better understand my purpose, communicate that purpose to an audience that I can impact. That's my gig. That's my entire premise online. Now on LinkedIn, it's a little bit different, right? On LinkedIn, they're really strictly looking for consultation, you know, coaching, um, it's more information that will further um, complement and enforce their way of thinking and their way of looking at the world. And sometimes my disruption may not be the most amenable there, but I still try to do it there. But I'm not doing, I'm not creating content on LinkedIn the same way that I'm creating on Instagram. I'm not creating content on Snapchat the same way I am on Facebook. I say be everywhere, but respect the platform. That's what I would say. And a lot of people disagree with me. Sarah might disagree with me on that. I I don't disagree. That's one of my pet peeves is putting the same content on every platform. Yes. Yes. Respect the platform. this This is how I look at it from a marketing consultant perspective. Yes. Okay. What happens when someone's researching a company? And they go check out every single platform that you're on and they yes. see the exact content. What we're, build, we're building brands, right? What brand message does that send? What promise of what you're providing that gap again between your product and service and your customer? What is that? What message is that sending? Exactly. Well, it's sending a message that you're lazy. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> um, and if another thing I see a lot is, 
having like all the social platforms on the bottom of a website, but then going to the social platforms where people are researching. They're like, oh, they're on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter is my favorite platform, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go see what they're doing on Twitter. And you haven't posted anything on Twitter for about six weeks. My sister, who is in the generation below me, she thinks that you're out of business if you haven't posted anything. (laughs) Good point. So what I say to people is um, start small. Get really good on Twitter. Learn the platform. Build your build a community. Communicate with people, and then find what platform complements that to branch out to. And then to just have your Twitter handle or your Twitter link on your website, and then you get really good at that over three months, and then you move on to Facebook. You get really good at that. Then you add your your Facebook, you know, and you expand that way um, because it could feel very overwhelming to say. We need to be everywhere. And I think that's where we get this, ah, you know, yes. I don't know what to do. And then so, okay, yes. I'm going to work, make content and just put it out everywhere, you know? Yes. Um, that's, I think, why that happens because people get freaked out and overwhelmed by the content creation process where I always remind them, it's okay. Just, just start with one and work your way from there. I love it. I think that's perfectly said. And I want to go to Sethi's comment here. I love it. Guys in the chat, thank you so much for, for contributing and participating. We love seeing you guys. Sethi says, in my niche, educational technology, I often train teachers unwilling to adapt and think about the tools they use. Things constantly evolve and change, and it's up to us to select the best tool for the job. If that tool is 300 years old, and it's the best, use it. If the best tool is the latest tech gadget, yeah. use that. Don't use it for yeah. the sake of using it. Very, very well okay. said. You see how you see how intelligent the Nez Nation audience is, uh, Sarah? <laughs> which by the way, which by the way, Sarah Stahl is an honorary member of the Nez Nation community. She has uh, I love I love seeing Sarah in the chat and I love seeing Sarah comment on my funny vlogs on, on YouTube. <laughs> I think <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I think there was time you were walking in the park <laughs> and um, you were like talking to someone. And I'm like, I don't even think he knows he's recording right now. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he did. I don't think he, I, oh, me or the person. I know, I don't eat probably both. <laughs> Maybe you're like, hey, you start talking to them. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I try to be, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a content creating machine. I, and it's not even work to me. I love it. People say this all the time to me. They say, Nez, dude, you're doing everything. You're all, you're all over the place. I definitely have my focuses. My focuses are probably three places on social media primarily, which is LinkedIn, um, YouTube, and Instagram. Those are probably my three primary focus. I love Twitter. I love Snapchat. But I'm not on there as much as I am. I mean, there's a whole other, you know, I, I haven't even entertained Pinterest yet. I don't know if you're on Pinterest, Sarah. But I mean, I know that Pinterest is really strong. Huh? As a consumer, I am. As a consumer, really interesting. So, so uh, you know, I, I, and, I, and I love doing it. I love creating this kind of content. I think, I love what you said, start simple, Sarah. I want to I wanna kind of, you know, I want to kind of end with a final thought here. And I want to I give you a chance to give your final thought for sure. Here's what I, here's what I want to say to everybody who's watching and listening. Create content that revolves around your true core identity and purpose. Don't try to be like anybody else. 
What these platforms are, are distribution channels. They can be distribution channels to get the word out there. But if you're a human being, not selling, not douchey, not just always spammy, 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 markety, 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 I think you're going to absolutely do wonderfully on this in, the, in creating a digital brand and creating a online presence. That's, that's absolutely huge in this day and age because the first place that people are going, this is why I think this is so important, ladies and gentlemen, the first place that people are going, even hiring managers and recruiters, which is in my background, first place people are going is Google. They're searching, who is Sarah Stahl? Who is this schmuck yeah. Professor Nez? I don't know this Professor Nez guy. So once they, I can't tell you, Sarah, how many clients have said, yo, Nez, I had five or six proposals for my project. I Googled you. I saw your YouTube channel. I saw your Instagram channel. You have 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. You have 100 plus recommendations on LinkedIn. I was sold because nobody else who gave me a proposal, I couldn't even find a website for them. So I want to, my final thought is, If you understand communications, if you understand audience consumer behavior, this is the behavior you need to acclimate to. This is why it's so important to create content. I think content is everything. I truly believe content is king, not to sound cliche, but I truly believe content is everything. Sarah, take it away. Well, I would just, um, from what you were saying, this is what came to mind. I would like to encourage people to just to piggyback off what you said is to be yourself. Yes. So a lot of things that I hear a lot are, well, I haven't reached X point yet to really put myself out there. Um, so <laughs> I, on my Snapchat channel, I share life as a business owner developing my business. And it gets really hairy. We're in a we're in a really tight financial situation with our family right now. And I have some some of my business goals are related to like getting my kids off state insurance. You know, so like getting to a point where we get the kids off state insurance and, and real world. Pay for our own health. Yeah. You know, you know, the and and so I'm not at X point in my business. Um and I even have personal struggles and failures over you know that and guess what I share those too I talk about those too because there's nothing special about me you know we're we're all going through the same things we all have very similar struggles especially if you're an entrepreneur um you know we all struggle with the same things and so I always tell people that's how you bring the, the trust down if you have something that you're trying to accomplish People will listen to you if they see the whole person coming out. And so I would say, don't, don't be scared. You know, don't think that even on LinkedIn, don't think that you have to portray yourself as a certain avatar um, (laughs) in order to be heard or respected. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, Sarah. You know, one one of the things I really am inspired by you is your genuineness. And I really just want to say on behalf of the Nez Nation audience, we're so grateful to have you, and, and uh, I really mean it. Um, love, love your thoughts, love your wisdom, love your personality, your attitude, your perspective on things, and I hope to keep learning from you. I hope to stay connected with you, and always feel free to connect with us over here. Um, thank you so absolutely. much. You're absolutely. Thank you so much to the audience. 
Uh, Nez Nation, thank you, Sethi. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Brad, Buck. I really appreciate uh, you guys coming in. Tony, great to see you. Um, it's just been awesome having you guys with us. And don't forget, if you want to find out more or maybe even work with Sarah or at least check out her content on Snapchat, what she's going to do, I want you to do this if you don't mind, if you have time, Sarah. She's going to go into the comments of this live stream and you have total carte blanche, Sarah. Leave as many links as you want. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, I'm going to be leaving links on where you can find Sarah in the show notes. And um, just absolutely so excited to have you on, Sarah. We've learned so much. Um, thank you again. And this is so Professor. Glad we got to talk today. Yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. ditto. I I definitely return the compliment. I was. This is a long time coming. Um, Sarah's, Sarah and I have been connecting recently and just having fun and engaging and really having a great conversation in the digital ecosystem. And um, I love it. It's just a real conversation too. And isn't that what social media is all about? It's yeah. all about having a real conversation. You know, just really quickly, Sarah, if you don't mind, I just got back from VidCon. I'm not crazy about the mayhem, the madness, the the huddled you know, crowded 30,000 people stuffed together, you know, vibology. What I take away from those types of conferences, and I'm going to Vid Summit in October, what I take away from those conferences is the relationships, the people, meeting my heroes in real life. <laughs> so I got to meet Nick Nimmin, who's an unbelievable creator. So um, I hope to see Sarah in real life and meet her. She's fantastic. We'll probably be one day speaking at a conference or meeting at a conference, I'm sure, because we travel in the same circle. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, again, I want to say thank you to Sarah Stahl, owner of Social Analyst. She's going to leave all her links in the comments. Thank you, Nez Nation, for joining us and for listening. And as always, as always, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. 